Welcome, friends, to Club Misery, where we review the eeriest and the queeriest of horror. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Audrey Three, as always, and I'm here with my co-host, Brannick. Hey, everybody. Uh-huh. And we have a very special guest this time. Someone our special. very own voodoo priestess, Miss Evie, who just agreed to be on our show because we are doing today Voodoo Academy. <laughs> Say hello, Evie. <laughs> hello. I am a guest with absolutely no accolades to help this voodoo-ness along. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Because, you know, I thought we were going to need you for this movie. Um, We'll we'll talk about that because we have lots of questions about this. So many questions. Oh, gosh. So Voodoo Academy. And it's a short movie. It's only about uh, an hour, 20 minutes. Could have been a lot shorter. Yeah, I think it was made in like 2020. What? No, 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 not what? 2000. It's oh. made in 2000. Sorry. This, is, this asshole came out 20 years ago. This is not a new movie. Well, you know, the effects were so good, it could have come out today, you know. So. That is true. Those effects, I love them. They were the best things in the world. This is a five Cthulhu out of five Cthulhu movie. <laughs> there you go. You don't even you have to listen to the rest of the podcast. You heard it, folks. So, as usual, there will be spoilers here. Not because we need to tell you what's gay about this movie, because it's very gay, but it not is? at the same time. Well, There's no romance in this movie. None whatsoever. Yeah, unfortunately, no. <laughs> No, but Lots of masturbation. Some... Yeah. No, there even, it's not even that. It's not even it's that. Voodoo touchings of oneself. Okay, <laughs> not even that. They are trying to purify themselves, Evie. That's how voodoo works. Yeah, I assume. Yeah. So this movie is about our main character Christopher, and he's going to a college, who which is the Bodega Bay Inn, right, guys? <laughs> it's the Bodega so. Bay Inn. <laughs> it's it, it's a large house is basically what it is nice house but it's not a college it's, definitely it's not a college not a house it is a fucking mansion i think i couldn't find it but i swear to god it's the bodega bay in from puppet master but go on probably is i i'm guessing they have this like house out in hollywood somewhere where they're like hey you want to film a movie and they're like yeah okay you can have it for like you know 100 bucks a day whatever plus it sounds like charles band it smells like charles band it tastes (laughs) like charles band i had to look it up and it's like oh he's not the director he is the producer yeah (laughs) so the movie starts off there's a woman and a boy and they're getting naked well, not a boy, not a boy. Well, no, we should, <laughs> a young they're man. College. They're, they're in college, so they're 18, but she keeps calling them boys. <laughs> Which is gross. Yeah, very gross. But it's supposed to be, so, you know. <laughs> it is three minutes of undressing a dude and touching <laughs> chests, and there are giant gothic crucifixes. Yes, Lots and there's a chest touching. I just there's wanna... a priest in the background too. We're not even sure if he's in the same room, but he's just getting undressed and he's like touching his chest. There's so much chest touching in this movie. I can't even. It's like a quarter of the movie at least is just people touching their chests. Now, if you find that like sexy, this is definitely the movie for you. Congratulations, <laughs> you found your pinnacle. 
this is it exactly <laughs> so eventually they get this uh this guy naked and they tie him down and i thought they were rubbing him down with olive oil turns out later no we find out that's something else see i knew wine. it was wine i knew it was wine the entire time because i'm like why are they rubbing wine and i have to say the priest does put on plastic gloves to <laughs> rub the wine all around him. Well, there was a reason for that. There was a reason for Yeah, they can't let it get on his, their skin. Yeah, yeah, they can't They can't touch the but wine. But I thought that was interesting. That was an interesting touch. But then there's like a light show going on. They put Skittles. Hands. They put Skittles on a yam is what I thought. <laughs> and that led to- and I thought it was too. Magic. I thought it was a yam. <laughs> They put Skittles in a yam, and then it's pink hand magic. I think this is the gay agenda right here. Putting Skittles on yams? Well, and then there's pink hand magic that comes along with it, and he's all writhing and like, no. And then he explodes, I think. Yes. I'm not sure. It doesn't actually show what happens to him. There's like it a noise, messy. like a, yeah. A blood like squish. So, and, then, and then she says to destroy him, and then the <laughs> priest comes at him with a scalpel. I know I saw that and I was just like tiny miniature little cuts just like it's, oh man this is taking me all day yeah and then oh and then there's the opening you guys oh I love the opening but we should say like she she said okay this has gone all wrong oh yeah our, our ritual has gone all wrong we got to get like somebody that's more pure okay then cut to the credits and tell us about the credits Brandon oh my god oh my god it's like the gayest WB show with everyone staring very intensely at camera and they all look the same and I loved every second of it. Oh, over choir music. Really pretty choir music. Yeah, choir like, music with like these ba da hey. It was just like headshots and candles and crosses. It was beautiful. It looks like it should have been an anime at some point. <laughs> Not a good one, but, a, but an anime. <laughs> But no, our main character, Christopher, is going to college, and it's called the Carmichael Bible College. And there's only six students, which is probably <laughs> your first indication that you should probably not be going to this college. <laughs> it's like the college of, like, the movie Mad Men, Madman, Madman Mars, who only had, like, five students. It's, like, basically the college of that. I like how the guy was like, so why are there only like six people going here? It's like, because we choose to have it like that, to focus on your studies. And it's like, okay, you don't know how schools get funded and stuff, but it's definitely not through six students and a confessional because we don't actually see them learn anything. Well, it's all experimental. They're they're experimenting with this. And then if it all goes according to plan, then they're going to advance and have more students come. But in an actual uh, campus. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> maybe. But this is all told through uh, Chris, who asked the question right after it's explained. So she'll be like, yeah, the sky is blue. And he'll be like, the sky is blue? Yes, like, this was like the yeah. worst college entrance interview ever. The shortest, too. <laughs> she would step away a little bit from him and explain some more. And then kind of he'll step away from her and then explain some more. It is a strange exposition. Oh, she's and got I a dead husband. If you want to do this with your movie, if you're a drinker, do a drinking game where every time you see the boom mic, you take a shot. Because the boom mic is in practically every scene in this movie. <laughs> Please do not. You will die. <laughs> the same with 
word. religion or religious the word do not take a shot because you will die but eventually i just stopped paying attention and started watching for the boom mic you know especially during the long exposition like <laughs> scenes like i don't care about any of this but was the boom mic your favorite character yes i think it was actually <laughs> They call him Boomy. During this interview, there's a long kind of run around like, okay, the main curator of the college is Mrs. Bouvier and her husband died. Apparently he like was studying some sort of weird zombie powder down in Haiti that they use for pharmaceutical purposes. I don't know. He got rich. So um, that stuff is actually them talking about, you know, the Wade Davis serpent in the rainbow stuff. That's basically kind of correct. Bouvier is the guy who is helping Wade Davis and stuff with his voodoo research. So, wait, Bouvier was an actual like person? I'm pretty sure. Holy crap, this movie actually got something right. Okay, (laughs) yeah. Allegedly, his wife was into voodoo, which we will find out later. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. So, here's where I was like, okay, so we got a dead husband. A zombie powder that's like for eternal life, this huge ass place. And this is where I thought to myself, where are my goddamn puppets? Where are my gay goddamn puppets? Let's put a pin in that. You're gonna gonna get some puppets later. Shut up! I already said (laughs) a pin! Okay, 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 pin in the book. Okay, so anyway, Mrs. Bouvier introduces like Chris to all all the six other boys that are in the college. In one room! They live together in one room. Yeah. One small room with and lots of together. chest touching. They bathe together in one room. <laughs> they and there was a really together. long explanation about why they all like had the same bathroom too. <laughs> it's like we had showers at one point. They got rid of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the point of that was. Like technically they're all supposed to be pure, but they all act really gay. So they act- like, I don't know if they were like putting them in like in the way of temptation to try to get them to do something and if they didn't give in to temptation that's how they knew they were pure or what was going on there well this is during the thing where we learn that there's no porn there is no drinking there is no you know basically all the good stuff no drinking no porn yeah and (laughs) And they even say like we're boring (laughs) yeah actually i was just about to say there is a quote that says this place is boring and somebody else says we're boring and i agreed but no Uh, our our boys are chris and billy and rusty and mike and paul and sam okay so chris is our guy billy is the class clown rusty is working out with i think four pound weights but that's how we know he is the tough guy well that and he has a shirt off like constantly constantly yeah we have sam who is the rock musician which we never see him play anything we never see any kind of music except he's listening to music once we have i think the super religious mike i think he's the one that's like mike was like the yeah he was like the uptight one mike was and then we have paul who we think is gonna be the bad boy because they talked about like a rehabilitation thing uh but he's just bland (laughs) (laughs) well we never get to see anything really about paul so we don't know whether or not he was bland he might have been the most interesting character but we hardly got anything with him so and then there's also sam and sam's apparently the peacemaker he's the one that's okay with everybody and everything yeah he's the rock musician Uh, i was gonna say i was trying to look up the bouvier thing on the internet to double check to make sure he was part of the 
answer for the rainbow stuff because his name sounds hella familiar but like i can't i don't know how to spell his name because it's all french and or haitian or something so i can't really look it up proper and i can't see a name similar to similar to that except for the duvelier good job you're the expert here, Evie. So we'll, we'll just take your <laughs> everything you say. Is That's some good lookings up. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted you guys to know I don't feed you false information. Like fake I am news. <laughs> Evie is keeper of the fake news. For this movie, I don't think it matters. <laughs> I don't think it does. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. For all I know, I might actually be mistaking his name with the guy from The Princess and the Frog. Anyway, so then we get to see everybody together because this is when the Reverend, I think they call him. Reverend Carmichael. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is when he's like, this is not a sham. It's totally not I totally, totally am not trying to sham you guys or trick you guys at all. By the way, this is a confession booth with electricity. And we should there was a very long exposition scene where they're supposed to be like in class, which is like just them sitting in like six chairs in like a very, very tiny church kind of. And he's explaining like, this isn't Catholicism. This is neurocystric Christianity, which is supposed to be merging <laughs> science and religion together into this new form of thinking or whatnot. Or whatever. The more advanced technology becomes, the closer to God you become, apparently, is his new age theory. It's supposed to be the religion of the new millennium, <laughs> as he puts it. And yes, there's a confessional with electromagnetic something. <laughs> It looks like a Power Ranger crystal up there. I don't know. It does. And I like how they're like, oh, this is sketchy. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, no, it's not. And they're like, okay. Yeah. And then when he goes into the confessional with Rusty, Rusty. the aforementioned athlete of four pound weights, it's like 10 minutes of them just bitching to each other. Just straight up bitching at each other, which I found half delightful and half infuriating. (laughs) Who needs a plot when you can just have like, you know, guys just sitting around like shooting shit? I mean, honestly, (laughs) at the college, that's not really college. (laughs) And then, you know, what's his face comes out and he's like, I feel better. I saw a light. The Reverend's like, oh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, when he comes out, we should say how like rumpled his like shirt and clothes yeah. are they are totally rumpled. rumpled yes extremely rumpled a 10 out of 10 of rumpled and they're like how was it dude and he's like i feel pretty great <laughs> are there any confessional booths in voodoo that you know of Evie? <laughs> uh no i'm sorry okay that's no, not no, how no. that works no electromagnetic healing, spiritual healing things, nothing like that. Uh, no, they're not so big into the magic boxes. You know, voodoo is like a community thing. So not like just six guys hanging around and bitching? No, no, oh. not exactly like that. I think there's a lot of chest touching in it, though. You know, it's just... <laughs> you know I might join this religion then. <laughs> So then we go to the communal bathing scene where everyone's either like sitting around in the bathtub or sitting around in nothing but a towel. And Billy tells Chris about Blake, who was the guy that we saw at the very beginning of the movie who was getting his shirt taken off and exploded or maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. 
By the way, Billy is in the bathtub and the whole scene, I just felt so bad for that actor because I'm like, I hope it's not cold. I hope he doesn't get wrinkly. (laughs) Is he okay? Yeah, he's just sitting in that bathtub while everyone's wandering in and out. They're like, and you know, there had to be multiple takes and they're like, get in the bath, Billy. Get in the bath. He's just sitting there crying and curled up into a ball. I don't want to be in the bath anymore. Please, can we just say our exposition somewhere else? No. No, you cannot believe We needed an excuse for them to be shirtless. I mean, let's be honest. That's what we needed. And just with a towel on. I mean, and, you know, they're super cool with this. There's, like, no door on that bathroom, by the way, too. Well, is there a point to have a door in the bathroom? You're, like, living in a room with six other guys. It's all communal. Apparently not in this place. Anyway, so that night, Rusty doesn't show up at dinner. And then he shows up later and he's kind of like dressed down. He's not wearing the suit and tie anymore. And he like, he's acting kind of (laughs) high. Yeah, that's something I don't understand. Like their pure of heart purification thing just makes them douchebags. Yeah, they make (laughs) them act like super douchebags. Like they're just in like in those loose athletic shorts and the loose t-shirts. Hey, bruh, what's up? (laughs) Like. They're spring breaker people or whatever. And it makes no sense how they're pure because they still sometimes talk like dick. I think it's supposed to lower their inhibitions, I guess. This is the dinner where uh, Miss Bouvier gives them the wine, right? Yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying yeah. the first dude who disappeared, he seemed pretty re- ready to bang the priest. So I think their inhibitions <laughs> are kind of not there anyway. I love how at the dinner table they ask Rusty how he feels and his response is to touch his boobs. Rub himself. That's how you know how you feel good in this movie. When you touch your chest. A lot. A lot. A, a lot. lot. A lot. Probably, I would say, a good 12 minutes if you put it into one cut. 12 <laughs> to 15 minutes of just rubbing them. We'll, we'll get to the, the whole orgy of rubbing later. It basically happens after dinner. Like, when they all go to bed. And then... Everybody uh, drinks wine, except... Yeah. For Chris. Chris is like, I'll just stick to water. We don't know why. Like, it would be great to have a backstory or a flashback of why he doesn't drink. But he's like, no, I mustn't. I had the weirdest feeling that the only reason he wasn't is because... The place was freaking him out and the people were freaking him out and he just didn't trust shit. I know. Seriously, this is like his first day. No, I've had weird first days. You just go with the flow. If it was like Chris's, would you be kind of suspicious about drinking anything they gave you, though? I would. Nah, I'm like, where's that Kool-Aid? So anyway, they drink the wine and they, they go up to bed. (laughs) and in one room yeah in one room and chris wakes up in the middle of the night to basically everybody writhing and rubbing their chests shirtless with just their their bottom their white underwear i have to also ask at this point um i won't say the name of it but do you think underwear that everybody was wearing like gave money for product placement <laughs> no no because i don't think anybody wants to really be associated with this movie because so. there was a lot I think of that, that was just the rant that that was their underwear they came with on the set that day i'm pretty sure it was everybody in fruit of the doom 
everybody just in the same undies <laughs> and everybody's writhing yeah and chris is just he's up <laughs> watching everybody watching everyone for like five to ten minutes straight he's not trying to wake anybody up or anything he's just sitting there in bed like watching people writhe and yeah talk. he's he is fine with it he's okay he's sort of well i guess he only tries to stop it when the guy goes sleepwalking huh yeah because rusty gets up and he sort of he sleepwalks out the room. He doesn't try very hard to stop him. I guess. No, he hey, doesn't. Rusty, hey, no. Rusty, Rusty, you're sleepwalking. Rusty, wake up! You're touching your chest to the music of Party City's Halloween mix two. Wake up! He does not. <laughs> and he doesn't even follow him that time, does he? I think he follows him, but loses him because he just yeah he like goes in the dining room and basically loses him. It's like the inside of one of those Tardises, but opposite. It looks really big. It is not. It's like three rooms. So Rusty goes upstairs, and Miss Bouvier is there in some like yeah, fairly classy lingerie. You know, and she did and a great job. This this actress, I thought she did a great job. Deborah Meyer. Yeah. Deborah Meyer. I thought she did a terrific job with what she was given. Sadly, she died in 2015. But... Oh, that sucks. I know. She must have been pretty young, I mean, too. Was, yeah, she she wasn't that old in this movie. Like, I don't know, 30s, something like that. But oh, that's sad. Anyway. She, she's a weird, I, I gross character in this, though. She yeah, she is. My perfect little boy. <laughs> She, yeah, because yeah, she's trying to seduce Rusty, and I, Rusty's <laughs> like not really into it so much. I'm not sure what the point is because she wants them pure, but she keeps trying to seduce them at the same time. I don't know. Is there anything about virginity and voodoo, Evie, that you know of? No, it's literally never really come up when anything I'm looking for, except for like in articles where they're saying that voodoo was seducing the white woman away from the path of righteousness. I actually think I have the article saved somewhere on my computer and it's freaking hilarious. And then I- <laughs> When is that from? Oh, it's a newspaper article from old timey. Okay. All right. I was, yeah. I was wondering of the timiness of it. Oh yeah. It's old timey. You can see like uh, couples of white people going to some sort of voodoo gathering. And then there's this article that's just like the blacks are stealing away the white women <laughs> but it's like they just don't bring up the white men is this like saying. the 1700s kind of article or is it like <laughs> um i don't think it's that that old it's probably oh. uh late 1800s early 1900s maybe hmm. thankfully racism is no more right guys right uh-huh. yeah anyway so <laughs> she just wants to bone them but she kind of doesn't like every time they don't want to bone she kind of gives them to the the reverend like yeah here you go sloppy she's the like, reverend is super pervy he's super pervy he doesn't actually like you know do anything with anybody but he keeps like putting his hand on their legs and like and that kind of yeah he was it, like, yeah that's later guys you touch yourself that is touch later <laughs> well that's what he probably did in the first one yeah you know, uh, yeah sure i'm sure it is all happy he probably was just like straight up went on the other side of that confessional and gave him an old-fashioned i'm just we saying. are gonna talk about the the flating of the cross in a minute okay <laughs> right before that because there's dudes again sweating sexy grinding groping moaning for for a few minutes you know just but anyway so then what happens holy shit holy shit balls this blew my fucking mind 
<laughs> I got my wish, you guys. That never happens. I never get my wish. I had gay puppets. Yeah, they do the ritual again, and this time it worked. And we find out the yam that was we thought was a yam in the first... <laughs> In the beginning of the movie, it's not a yam. It's a voodoo doll. And when they do the light show thing, they rub Rusty down with wine and they do the light show thing with the hands. It works this time. And then they get like a voodoo doll with Rusty's head on it. And this isn't really a puppet. It's not like the voodoo doll's real, but Rusty's head is like CGI. 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 Yeah, it's like green screen on there. And he sounds a little <laughs> bit like Yoshi. Because it's like, meh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so is that how you make a voodoo doll, Evie? I, I... Uh, no. <laughs> okay. What? It's not. It's not. Oh, it's not. I'm so disappointed in this movie now. Uh, I'm pretty sure voodoo dolls are actually like used for mostly in healing ceremonies. You make a voodoo doll of someone who is sick or in pain, and then you stick pins to where the pain or sickness is most affecting them, and it alleviates it. So you don't use voodoo dolls as sacrifices? Uh, no, or at least they don't grow weird little heads. Yeah, I was curious about that. If they grew a weird little Yoshi head no oh. <laughs> well i guess scrap this voodoo doll then i know but they have like five or six more people to go through so <laughs> and we're like over halfway through the movie at this point. fucking halfway through the movie i am losing my mind at this point <laughs> like we have we have to go fast guys Gotta thin these out. Yeah, and things get going faster. Because the next morning at breakfast, Billy's acting like Rusty, you know? He's looking like, you know, hey, dude, how's it hanging? (laughs) And everybody is in tank tops, which equates to evil. (laughs) Apparently. And everybody has their hair down now. Everybody looks like they're in a boy band from like the early 2000s. And they all gas like Chris. Because he's like, dude, there's something going on. And they're like, you fucking crazy. Yeah. And then the headmistress walks in and everyone runs to her side like a lap dog. And he's like, y'all, that's not normal. But, you know, he's been there for two days. So how would he know? And at this point, I was like, maybe it's just casual Friday. I don't know. They all act (laughs) like they straight up boned her the night before. And she's like acting like, yeah, I totally did them all the night before. And he's just like, what is happening? And at this point, I was just like, why did their parents send them here? Do they not call them? Do they not write to them? They're a very nice Christian school. They don't have to worry about them. I see. I see. No, but I love her backstory about what happens to Rusty. Like, because she goes into this whole spiel about how Rusty was smoking marijuana joint and the cops were called and the cops came and take him away. (laughs) They were very quiet. They were all very quiet. quiet. Didn't wake anybody up. I'm like, you could have just said he had a family emergency and left. That would have made too much sense, though, you know. Yes. (sighs) Yeah, especially, you're right, because she goes into vast amounts of detail. If you're lying to somebody, you don't want to go into vast amounts of detail. But she's like, I was upstairs and then I smelled the marijuana. And so I went down and (laughs) it's like a step by step. I was trying to warn them that like, you don't want to be go down this path of evil. You want to be good, pure voodoo doll people. Like we all do. Like yeah, because in class that same day, like Reverend Carmichael comes in. He's like, 
I have let you all down. <laughs> I've committed the sin of pride. Yeah. So, yeah, this time it's Mike's turn in the confessional booth, and we actually oh. get to see what happens in the confessional booth. My goodness. <laughs> Tell my us about heart. it, Brannick. Tell us about it. Oh, my. Okay. So it starts off with him asking him, basically, so what do you whack it to? <laughs> and he's like getting real hot and he's taking off his shirt and he's like oh, I don't know he's t- chest touching like this oh. entire scene just assume that every time anything's happening somebody's touching their chest yep and the priest is touching his yeah. chest yeah. and Mike's touching his chest and then and they kind like of a strobe light in confessional yes because <laughs> of electricity it's yeah. electricity it looks like a club but it's not and then Chris start not Chris, uh fuck Mike. Mike, Mike, yeah. They all sound the same. But Mike starts like heavy, heavy filleting this cross <laughs> on his neck. <laughs> like nobody's business. Nobody's business. And then suddenly the priest turns into Mrs. Bouvier. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Do you want me? And he's like, Yep. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> Did you just <laughs> Did you just not see the cross thing? He is lying to you. This whole movie, there's like these instances where it's like so super erotic. And then all of a sudden the woman is there and it's like. (laughs) No homo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We just want to touch each other's chest. No homo. (laughs) We just want to touch ourselves in front of the sky. But don't worry, there's a girl there too. So. Yeah, she's cool. She's good. It's fine. Except with a uh, freaking uh, shit. What's his name? <laughs> Chris? No, the dude's already gone. Lance. Oh, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> there's no Lance. Rusty. Rusty. Well, that's why call him Lance. <laughs> Just call him Lance. I don't know their names. I remember Chris <laughs> and oh. Billy. But Chris is freaking out outside the confessional booth. He's like, I don't like this, guys. You get, you didn't see what I saw. There's like something going on up in the attic, whatever. And so Chris opens the confessional booth and the priest comes out and he's like, how dare you interrupt me? Mm. He's and he's like, rumpled and out of breath. And <laughs> just like, dude, do you not see the tie on the door? But it was completely heterosexual, I assure you. And then they ran him out. They all fucking narc on him. Yeah, they're like, Reverend, you need to punish Chris. He has to be punished for, I guess, doubting you or whatever. So they throw him in the bathroom? A bathroom. A bathroom. Not the bathroom, because there are doors on this bathroom. Yeah, I'm like, really? Well, at least he's got water and, like, black velvet curtains in that bathroom. And and candles. There's candles in this bathroom. Well, there's candles everywhere in this house. Like, they don't have electricity, but, I mean, they do. They do. They they do it for the atmosphere, I guess. I don't know. And then that's when we see, apparently, somebody decides to take a bath. Paul! That's Paul! (laughs) There is a Paul in this movie. Paul's taking a bath, and then the Reverend shows up behind him, and it's so creepy. It's so gross. so gross he's like sam is that you he's like no relax just let me massage your nipples ah well he doesn't go quite far that down he's like massaging his like upper pectorals up like his like shoulders and upper pectorals but it's gross very close to the nipples and then he is like we gotta gotta." 
he literally says basically almost to camera we gotta hurry this along and pours wine all over his face (laughs) he just dumps the wine on him in the bathtub and it immediately turns him into a voodoo doll and i'm like why don't we just do this last time why do we go through the whole ritual thing in the confessional booth i'm like you don't need to do any of that (laughs) i think maybe some are harder than others maybe it's like a dragon slave thing from slayers like yeah you could do like a quick one but it's not going to be as like potent as like the whole thing in my bob. <laughs> Maybe. I'm giving it a lot of credit, I know. I don't know. Evie, you're our, you're our expert. <laughs> um, I think there was a porno in this movie that they just had to cut out. Are you sure they cut it out? I think this is what constituted as porn very early on in the internet days. <laughs> I don't know. It, no, it was 2000. There was porn way before 2000. No, I don't think it existed. <laughs> uh, no, it's no, not even no. that like porny though. I'm like, it's just people rubbing their chest. That's as porny as it gets. <laughs> yeah, but the, the actual dick shots, there aren't any, which means they cut them out. Looking for the dick shots the way that people were looking for the butthole cuts. Like, there was way more dicks in Vampire Boys, I'll say that. Dick outlines. <laughs> dick. <laughs> yes, that's true. There were more dicks in Vampire Boys. But this somehow seems more porny, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, it's Test like touching and the erotic way they talk-ish. Here's the thing. There's so much stuff in this movie that seems like it's a setup for a porn scene that never happens. You get blue balls entirely throughout this movie. (laughs) I think everybody does. I think maybe, is that the key to voodoo? Is it blue balls? Uh, Yes, I think so. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I've solved it. Now you guys know. So I'll still join up. (laughs) Chris picks bathroom lock with his, like, cross, his crucifix that he wears around his neck. (laughs) Jesus prevails, people. (laughs) Yeah, that's when, um, he kind of sees what's going on through the cross. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, Bouvier, Miss Bouvier spies on them at night. She just sort of... Yeah, they have peepholes and all the crosses. (laughs) She just, they, she just watches their chest rubbing and so does the priest except I'm pretty sure the priest gets off a little bit more than she does out of it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know she calls him my little boy and shit like that I don't know but yeah so Chris sees this and is kind of like huh huh, hmm, huh. all this stuff is going on huh I know yeah because there's another scene of them just writhing in bed like rubbing their chest <laughs> And then Michael gets up and he goes upstairs and Chris is like standing behind the wall watching him through these peepholes and he does nothing. Nothing. He's just watching. Later on, that's his downfall too. Yeah. Of not doing anything. He he tried so hard to get out of that room and for what? Nothing. (laughs) I know he could have left the like the building at any time. He could have, yeah, just left everybody. Like, I'm gonna go to the police or maybe find a phone. (laughs) <laughs> maybe i don't know there's internet here maybe i could do something with that and you know for well, this was early 2000s internet hey. in the 2000s wasn't the hey. same it was weird hey they had uh hey i could download an mp3 in at least an hour like like hey billy was on like, like, billy was on that sci-fi uh academy chat room <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but like email addresses and stuff, that costs money to use. Not AOL, baby. No, no. They send you discs in the mail. I've had a Yahoo one since at least that time. So have I. Yeah. My Yahoo's from middle school. So anyway, 
Michael goes upstairs. He gets turned into a voodoo doll as well. And then Miss Bouvier, oh, oh, we should say during this one, Miss Bouvier turns into a demon of some sort. She gets horns. Yeah. And, and then like black fingernails. And she goes into this like explanation of, oh, we're turning these boys into voodoo dolls so we can have them as a sacrifice to, Pacuto. I'm going to say this wrong. Pacuto. How do you say it? Pacuto. 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 Is that a thing, Evie? <laughs> uh, for like, they're talking about like the god of the dead, right? Yes. Uh, but so there's a lot of, I think they have like different names for people of the god of the dead, but I don't recognize Petuto. Uh, whoever, I keep forgetting the name, but the one, uh, the chick who was in Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, like that was the only one that I knew of. The one in that and also in the movie Zombie Child. Uh, I wish I could think of the name, but I'm very bad with names. I don't even remember my friend's names. You don't even remember my name half the time. Of course I'm your best friend. Of course I remember your name, Brannick. J.M. Brannick. Well, it's right there. It's on on the the screen. screen. (laughs) Wow, Audrey. Just sell me out. I fucking knew that. I'm not that dumb. Anyway, yeah, she's a demon or whatever, and she's got like horns, and of course the demon voice, where it's like a guy's voice, but it's like her voice, but it's not. That was interesting though, because she sounded like a dude after that point. Like the the entire rest of the movie, she sounded like a dude, which you know that was kind of interesting. But anyway, she she tries to. She actually tries to like seduce Mike and he's sort of into it. Like Rusty was like, no thanks. But he's the one that's like, yeah, okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> Let me fillet your cross for you, Miss Bouvier. Yeah. And so she does whatever with him. <laughs> this is when I started checking out. <laughs> well, here's the thing. She wants to like make a sacrifice so she can gain Petuto's power to like control a zombie army, but she never says what she wants the zombie army for. Yeah, no. And, and I'm then, like, okay, I guess, yeah, I'd be cool just to have a zombie army, just, you know, in case, I guess. I don't know. And apparently, he, the priest is her friend, but they never go on beyond that. Yeah. We don't know what really this, happened to her, fa- uh, her husband. You know, one thing that always was really weird to me about the priest at the beginning when they were like, why are there only this many place sets? Isn't the priest guy going to join us? And they're like, he never joins us. Yeah, they and- were like, he doesn't live in this house so he never eats here yeah so i was thinking they were going to do something else with him like that was supposed to mean something because that was like a big thing no it's like (laughs) nope there's so much in here that doesn't pay off just they had to watch more chest rubbings you guys honestly i wouldn't want him to stay there with the boys either because you know (laughs) something bad was gonna happen If he was staying in the house with the boys, obviously something bad was going to happen. But Yeah, Rusty, when it happened to Rusty, we're pretty sure he wasn't trying to do the ritual ahead of schedule. <laughs> no, no. So that's when she's like, okay, go get Chris. Because I changed my mind. I want to have Chris and do this thing with Chris. Just let's just get it over with. And he was like, cool. And Chris is at the fucking people. We assume that he maybe hears this or something. Nah. <laughs> The reverend just comes, snatches him up. Let's go. So they get up there and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking do this. I don't, I don't want to do this. They tried to zap him, I think. Oh, it, it's kind of weird because like they're tying him down, getting ready to do this. And he's like very like phatic and like, no, no, this isn't going to work. I'm not a virgin. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. The whole the yeah. I'm not a virgin thing. And she's like, wait, what? And the guy... <laughs> 
he's bluffing and she's like i don't know and that's when he escapes Although that would have been really funny if he's like, I'm not a virgin. I fucked all of these guys. I know. That's what I thought I was going to say. Was- <laughs> that would have been a great ending. Like, oh. Because <laughs> another thing you have to know besides the fact that these guys all look the same and you can't <laughs> tell any of them apart is that um, they all just look gay. They just. Oh, Evie, you can't say that. You can't. They're actors. They're characters. Sorry, their characters all There's just... no type of gay. There's no one type of gay. They're oozing a, a chemistry between them. I would say I that. Billy did comment on, like, I think it was Rusty's chest. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where's my notes? Mike. It's Mike. He's like, hey, Mikey, nice chest. He also said, I got the shaft. That was Billy. But anyway, <laughs> we're not going to... But you expect there's going to be something. <laughs> And that would have been, I think, a, a really good ending. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, actually, when I came here, I fucked everybody the first night. Wait, you didn't? Oh. That would have been terrific. I'm not I'm saying like- they're all gay, but I'd say at least, like, you know, four out of the six of them were. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure, like, like half of them weren't virgins. Yeah. <laughs> the way they were acting and stuff and the way Billy they were talking. definitely wasn't. Billy, no. No, no. Billy, no. <laughs> he was a little too, bit too uppity. But yeah, Chris slips his hand out of the restraint and then like they try to shoot lightning at him or something and it, it breaks the wine bottle and it splashes over the Reverend and Mrs. Bouvier. Uh, who which... apparently were virgins. <laughs> <laughs> version thing was actually like a requirement i think they just made that up you don't know i don't think so i think she's right because they did turn into the dolls so i think they were virgins oh wow okay she was was married she was married so maybe the the uh patchouli the demon was a virgin and by the way when they got splashed with that wine they were like 15 fucking feet away from that wine (laughs) i know it was on the other side of the table But anyway, the wine splashes. They're all like, and all the guys come out because they're now not dolls. Well, the three that are left, which is like Chris and Billy and Sam. Those are the only three that are left. That's fine. (laughs) So they go into another room because something is going to happen, apparently. And they all jazz hands for safety. I love that. I love that scene where it's just like. That was acting. (laughs) (laughs) I know. They kept throwing up their hands in front of them, but it's like nothing was happening. (laughs) And then there was that one actor who kept like it looked like he was smiling or laughing and he kept like looking forward and not hiding behind the jazz hands or something like that. What was it? Was he, yeah, he was just jazz? kicking around, <laughs> yeah. uh, but nothing happens. Nobody explodes or anything. They do do the light show thing. They do and the they... light show thing, but nothing explodes. So they're like yeah, all have... curious. Yeah. It was, it was like they did the light show, but they also didn't even have a fan on that was like showing that they were being pushed away or a force was coming out. It was just light. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, it was basically the Northern Lights. It was very nice. It was very pretty. Oh, but what do they find when they go back in the room and check? Oh, uh, Evie, tell us, tell us, Evie, voodoo priestess. It was a voodoo doll, but a special one with two heads: the That's priest right. and the bouvier. <laughs> oh my god! It was they, glorious, and, and they Chris both sounded like, like Yoshi. Yeah, they did. They're like. <laughs> And then Billy says, like, oh, well, that's okay. I wanted to go to business school anyway. The end. And they all laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Freeze frame. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 
end credits. I don't know what happened to the other guys, like, that got turned into voodoo dolls. Who I mean, the fuck I'm cares? I'm assuming they're still voodoo. Well, I think their parents would care. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they, I don't uh, think so. I don't know why. I had this weird feeling that they unvoodoo dolls. I don't know why. It never showed them unvoodooing dolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's probably because when the people ran in, I just thought they were the voodoo dolls because I can't tell any of them apart. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, something happened. No, those were our three final girls. So, which I'm not sure to college. None, like, yeah, none of them really deserve to be final girls because did not really to, like prevent their demise but you know they're the three that survived and they're going to business college now apparently <laughs> if they don't get arrested for you know the deaths of everyone else in the college there is a sequel to this and i hope that sequel is them just going to college wait there's a sequel <laughs> i believe i would so. watch the sequel i believe oh. there is a sequel by the director of which you had mentioned audrey um oh the other one uh well, I believe he also directed the sequel, but he has done The Witch House, or Witch House, I should say. Uh, he did a shitload of Puppet Masters. He did the uh, 1313 series, which is basically all just shirtless men. And uh, everybody's favorite movie, A Talking Cat. Yeah, I like that one. There's a riff tracks for that if you have never there's seen a, Talking there's Cat. A riff, there's a riff tracks for, uh, I think, Retro Puppet Master too. Yeah, yeah. Know, which has guy from the room in it. Tommy not that guy. Not, no. not, Tommy. not that guy. Not Tommy. The, the other, other guy. guy. <laughs> I think it's the guy that plays Mark. Yeah, Smart. That's yeah. it. So my question is from this movie. This is what I've gleaned, Evie Voodoo Priestess. You tell me if this is correct of what voodoo is. So voodoo to me is shirtless guys writhing, wine being smeared on them, electricity. Thunder and lightning, candles, huge crucifixes, loud drum noises, and headless voodoo dolls. Percentage-wise. <laughs> yeah, okay, percentage-wise, uh, I would say you're at like 95, 90%. Oh, of what voodoo is? Yes, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Going would to join you say this movie could be a gateway into voodoo if you're looking to get into voodoo? Uh, if you're looking to seriously join voodoo as a religion? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> boo. Boo. I'm so surprised. All right. I have a few questions, if I may. Ask, go ahead ask uh, these are just kind of like you know philosophical uh, philosophical questions you know just taken from the movie as i was watching the movie these are the things that i was thinking so does anyone else wonder what uh someone's lips taste like because there is a part in it he's like i bet you wonder what her lips taste like and i'm like that's a that's a funny thing <laughs> i've never i've never thought of that never questioned that okay uh, your silence is <laughs> i've never <laughs> No, I've never really thought of that so much as, like, if I see food on their mouths, I wonder what they've been eating. Like, Maybe if I, somebody's I, putting on lip balm, I might wonder what lip balm they have, but not, like, what they actually taste like, no. Yeah, we're not Hannibal here. No. Yeah. All right, so this actually had kind of a backwards Bechdel test at one point. When they were in the tub at some point, they were, all the guys were around talking about Mrs. Bouvier. How, how do we feel about that? Is that a fair turn up, turnaround or what? I feel like they didn't need to talk about Ms. Bouvier at like all. 
I mean, they were saying how Rusty was probably sleeping with her, and it's like I don't know. There's it, they're too gay to really assume that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't have soon of all the guys that Rusty would be the one that would be sleeping with her. Yeah. Maybe Mike. I could see Mike. Because Mike seems like the kind of guy that would, like, do it just to, like, prove that he's not gay. <laughs> all right. They brought this question up in the movie. Is the word shit blasphemous? I, I'm not Catholic. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Neither uh, are they. Uh, uh... Neither are they. Well... I think a couple of them used to be Catholic, but they had said they were like dissatisfied with Catholicism. So, <laughs> isn't everybody? So, um, I will say that if you watch the Netflix show on the history of cuss words, that's good. Shit, Hosted by Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, uh, shit was a normal word that all of a sudden randomly became an explicative. Yeah, it basically was like their like old English version of poop. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to say it was not blasphemous. Very good. Although, it, I should say, Billy says, like, bullshit is not, like, <laughs> blasphemous. And then he says, for Christ's sake. So <laughs> that one might be a little bit. <laughs> Five yeah. and one, uh, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. Okay, do you think the Reverend was turned on by the dudes or just by dominating them and pouring wine on them? I think he was definitely turned on by the dudes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Because remember, he wasn't even doing the pouring the wine thing at the beginning. And he was like taking off his clothes and like rubbing himself. So maybe that was just like watching like Miss Bouvier and the kid at the beginning. Well, maybe that was it. Maybe it was like a lead up. Like he's like, oh, man. No, I think I know why it's coming. Many, many times before. That reminds me. Sorry, but it just reminds me how when the guy was like, I'm not a virgin, Ms. Bouvier immediately just looks at the reverend and he's <laughs> and he's like, he's bluffing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that was a good take. That's a good insight, Evie. <laughs> Those were all my questions. All your questions. I, d- I don't know how many points on this movie, except to think like, what... Like, what role do you think religion plays in the boys' sexuality? Do you think, like, they were all trying to be straight, but they were really gay, and they were using religion as, like, an excuse to, like, I don't know. Like, did, did they go from, say, Catholicism to, like, this new age religion to try to expand their sexuality? Or <laughs> what um, do you think? Honestly, the way that it is... Because, like, sexuality or sex in general barely ever actually comes up, like, in the movie in a way that's condemning it, except for the, even in the whole, is he, they have to be virgins thing, it's like, well, him not being a virgin would have saved his life, so. Did it, though? Did it? I don't know. Oh, do you think Chris was lying? That's a good question. <laughs> About, uh, like, not being a virgin? <laughs> no, I don't think he was lying. <laughs> I'm going to do a hot take and say that actually, I think in a way, uh, religion doesn't really come into this. I don't think (laughs) at all. Um, I think some of them, uh, I don't know. We're just there for, I don't know who the fuck knows. Maybe Mike, because Mike seemed a lot more into it. But my hot take is that like with this movie, it's kind of like insidious in a way because Nothing is expressed, you know, at least with even though it's terror train (laughs) and nothing's really expressed, you can see so much going on behind it in the subtext. This is all in your fucking face, but then pulling back at the very last minute. 
you know you think it's weird that homosexuality was never mentioned once not like mentioned a, once no not as a thing like they kind of talked about sin in general terms like oh the sin of pride and the sin of you know whatnot and whatnot but they never talked about like the sin of homosexuality ever <laughs> they're like yeah. they never mentioned it as like this is a thing that you have to avoid well you guys we all have to remember what jesus said about homosexuality which is nothing right <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, but I, you know, I think that because that's the thing, it's the glaring blind spot, you know, it's the, the uh, complete omission of it. It's like, it's so in your face and so there and you know what kind of movie it is from the first fucking five minutes. <laughs> and you expect at least something in the movie to be where it's like, okay, this is kind of the direction it's going like, Chris and Sam are kind of into each other and maybe they don't do anything, but there's that understanding. There's that look between them that you're just like, okay, cool. But there isn't, it is actually one of the most, I don't want to say like bland, but it's like, it's more than bland. It's like almost infuriating because it's, we're not going to even give that wink or give that nod that it is something, you know, of a homoerotic nature. We're just going to turn a blind eye on it. By the way, no homo, let's keep going. And to me, that is much more, I don't know, a slap to the face than any terror train there could be. What did you tell me, like, uh, what was it you told me, Evie, when you first watched it? It's the most homoerotic straight movie you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. exactly that's exactly it and i don't know like i just wanted that look i wanted it it's like okay this is a cheesy movie but it's like you know it's okay you know give a little wink it's okay i would totally be okay if they remade this film (laughs) put in like a love interest for chris or rusty or somebody yeah because this movie is just fun (laughs) like it was just kind of fun to watch and if they actually put substance of some sort in it it would probably be like interesting to watch (laughs) i think there would be more to it there would be a lot more meat to it you know and i think a lot more (laughs) accepting of lgbtq i like how you guys are like if this is a totally different movie it would be great (laughs) not a totally different movie (laughs) not a totally same plot just like give some substance to it is what you're saying same plot i would say same special effects (laughs) same shitty movie but yes instead of so many fucking scenes of them like tweaking their nips actually have some character development you know like oh why didn't you drink the wine oh well actually my dad was an alcoholic holy shit really you know let's get real with each other there was never a real moment between them what no any of them not at all no between any of them the only real moments we got were actually from the villains we're like we're besties what up but there was never like a real moment between the guys it was just all bitching at each other i don't know i, I felt something when we were having conversations in the tub so I <laughs> but they were that was the thing they were just talking about her they weren't talking about themselves about their dreams about their hopes about their aspirations hey chris wanted to go to business college so <laughs> we get as a joke at the end yes instead of the proper joke that should have been i slept with everybody here or i slept with the reverend my first night <laughs> And she looks at him like, what the fuck? Or I slept with the groundskeeper. That would be funny. Have the groundskeeper in the first scene and then later on. 
I don't know about you guys. I kind of got the feeling this movie was for like teenagers who may just be like discovering their sexuality and maybe want to just try something out and nothing too hardcore. You know, you're not ready for anything on Pornhub. You just want to watch something that, you know, might be kind of. There was no Pornhub back then, Audrey. What, in the 2000s? No, I don't think there was. I think there was. No, I don't think so. We don't have we didn't have sophisticated means back then. There was porn on the internet, okay? There There's was always porn. been porn on the internet. There has been, and I'm not saying there hasn't. I'm just saying like the download rates were incredibly slow back then. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> There's nothing like we have now. Kids, you have it much better than we ever did. But I think you're right. I think it was maybe for older, older teens, you know, that because it did have that like WB vibe to it. Like, oh, you like Buffy and you're maybe gay. Like, maybe look at this. And there was still a lot of censorship back then to what you could portray and what you couldn't portray. We talked about this in Bully, you know, of, of gayness back in the early 2000s and late 90s. By the way, don't don't listen to that. <laughs> it's three of them long. You don't want to do that with your life. But I don't know. Do you, do you guys want to rate it? Well, yeah, sure. We could rate it. Uh, Evie, you're, you're our guest. Why don't you go first? How many Cthulhu's would you give this one? Uh... I already kind of rated it at the beginning and I will stand by the five out of five. You just have to, I just say, bring your friends, watch it together. Uh, lots of wine. Make sure you have lots and lots of wine and uh, take off a shirt or your shoes. You know, just. Wait a minute. This is, this is getting okay. If this is voodoo. I'm in. Yeah, honestly, from the first five seconds of the movie, you kind of figure out what kind of movie it's going to be. And so you'll either just love it for what it is, or you'll be like, I have something better to do. So, Well, I, I would say this, like I said, this would be a perfect movie for MST3K or Rift Tracks or something like that if they did more... Um, homoerotic yeah homoerotic stuff it's that kind of movie it's the kind of movie you can easily make fun of and you know it's just fun to watch what's your rating oh my rating um this one's hard i'm like i enjoyed it but not because it was good (laughs) well that's like half the movies we watch yeah i guess so i guess i give it three stars because it was it wasn't nearly as painful as uh is vampires brighter in darkness and i'd say it was like more budget than like uh vampire boys so i'll give it three three stars like the acting was pretty decent too it was okay i'm gonna give it a 2.5 um it was much better than vampires brighter than darkness or whatever that bullshit egypt bullshit was Ugh. At least they tried in this movie. <laughs> and the, uh, I thought the heads on the, the things was like, I don't know, it kicked a, a sense of nostalgia in my heart that I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. What have you been doing in your childhood? <laughs> uh, watching shit like this, apparently. It made me nostalgic. So, you know, again, I think everybody did their best. Man, the acting was so fucking stunted. <laughs> It really was. They just line read like this. And now it is your turn to line read. Oh, my turn. Oh, you bitch. You know, it was a lot of that. But again, it is fun. I don't think it's going to be a cult classic in any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, it's to us. (laughs) Oh, I'll still pass on that. Um, (laughs) But it was a fun watch. It's a quick watch. Um, 
and and yeah so do you have any wrecks this time you go evie because you're our guest oh i didn't tell evie we had wrecks <laughs> uh if you like movies that are as much to do about voodoo as this one was you can watch the movie called needle Needle is about a box that turns out voodoo dolls, and the entire movie is just a slasher movie with the magic box. That sounds like fun. (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. What's your wreck? Oh, uh, I was going to wreck over on Twitter and also on SD. There is a LBGT artist called Star Salts, and she does the most adorable horror movie monster pins and uh prints and things like that and you can find basically anything on there and cryptids she also does cryptids like she's got all the classics she's got jason and freddy and like uh it and she's also got some like really cool ones like oh you can get your lbt icon the babadook she's got a pin for that oh that's so cute i know i've got one i've got a really cool one it's uh from the lighthouse it says it's bad luck to kill a seabird it's really cool looking she even (laughs) got uh ones from like more modern day stuff like uh the weird norse god deer torso thing from the ritual yeah you gotta pay for that if you i love, love that. the ritual exactly and what's the website or uh star salts over on esty yeah etsy yeah it's etsy that's what i said you said esty <laughs> my friend <laughs> is that the knockoff site you got a whole collection of them like the girl from the ring the girl from the grudge and even uh the girl from uzumaki so she she does all mm. sorts of stuff Dang. Yeah. Okay, like a dumbass, I forgot to write down any great LGBTQ people um, that I would like to plug this week, but I am currently reading a book that I think a lot of people should be reading by Bell Hooks, and because I'm a fan of Bell Hooks, she's great, but it's called All About Love, New Visions, and it is actually all about love and basically how we can be better human beings with it, and I think it's a great story and not story, but it's a great book, kind of philosophy book for just about everybody. Aw, that sounds good. I yeah. like love. I'm going to send one to Evie because she needs a lot more love in her life oh, <laughs> or to wow. give a lot, give a lot more love. You got to, it's a two way street, huh? Thank you. I am soulless, not unloved. Uh, well. yeah, I bet she reads Chuck Tingle all the time. <laughs> what? Why would you not? Chuck Tingle is well, Yeah, because I know, because love live, <laughs> love wins. <laughs> love, love always wins. Oh my God. <laughs> I have drunk love wins much. some days, just not with Brannock. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. But Evie, you're our guest, so will you oons us out? I think we're about done. <laughs> okay. Give peace a chance and remember you that oons, when oons. you're masturbating to touch your chest, because that's ah. the only way it works. <laughs> Uh, I think we should end every show like that now. (laughs) I guess we're going to have to. Well, I can't say anything to that. Well, oots us out anyway, Braddock. (laughs) Okay. Oots, 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 oots.